Coming to you live from Kudu Studios with Vian Isaac. It's Sounds About Music. Sounds About Life. How to create a second album featuring Vian Isaac and guests. Hello, listener. This week I talked to the wonderful Sarah Jane about her project Through Juniper Vale. Through Juniper Vale is a multimedia project that combines illustrations with stories and indie pop and has received millions of streams and downloads online with thousands of social media interactions every month. Sarah is a warm and engaging character who shares how her search for home and belonging led her to this project. She also shares her plans for this year and at the end of the episode, she shares a never before heard demo of her first release the last time. So definitely stick around for that. Sarah also just recently started a Patreon for fans who want to get to know her and the project better. So you can join her Patreon by going to patreon.com slash through Juniper Vale. I'll also link in the description. For those who don't know, Patreon is a monthly subscription site for people to support artists and creators. As always, I'd love for you to join the album number two club by going to vianisaac.com slash soundsaboutmusic if you want to hear the full podcast and get all the behind the scenes footage and demos for my upcoming album. Without further ado, Sarah Jane from Through Juniper Vale. Hello, everybody. My name is Vian Isaac, and I'm an indie pop artist and producer from Nashville, Tennessee. And this is Sounds About Music, a podcast about how I create my second album and the music industry that I work in as an independent artist and how to release music as an independent artist. And today I am so excited to share that I've got the wonderful Sarah Jane from Through Juniper Vale, a project that I've been producing for the last three years here with me today to talk about a project talk about music and talk about whatever in general so hello sarah how are you hi i'm so good thank you for having me i'm so excited i was i, I always knew i was, was going to have you on and uh this is exciting that it's <laughs> happening now so generally this podcast is about the people that i work with and what they do as part of my project and then also what they do in general with their own creative pursuits so would you mind Sharing kind of where you started the Juniper Vale project, what was the first sort of moment where you realized you wanted to start a pop project? And uh, just talk a little bit about your initial concept when you launched Juniper Vale. Hmm. I've been doing music my whole life. Um, my dad is a musician. Both of my brothers are musicians. Music has always been in my life. I think ever since I was in middle school, I knew I wanted to be a pop star. I used to dance around my room, like, singing Kelly Clarkson and, like, making music videos in my bedroom. And, yeah, that's always been that's always been my dream. Yeah, so I played music throughout high school just on my own, sometimes with my family. Um, we would play at bars. We would travel around and just do, like, covers and some of the oh, songs. Oh, really? So you were a cover band artist? Yeah, well, I would do, like... I would play like three hours at a time and like oh play tons of covers, but then play like my own original songs that were just on guitar or on piano. So I'd never really, I'd, I'd never really heard my song fully like produced out the way that Juniper Vale is. Yeah. So uh, I got into college and I was in a folk band um, and that's where I picked up the banjo. Mm -hmm. About my junior year of college, I really started thinking about the idea of community and the concept of home and 
yeah, it's just so interesting. I think I was, I really love Sufjan Stevens a lot. Um, he's my number one favorite artist. And he has so many different concept albums all about places in America that have been important to his growing up, um, like Michigan and Illinois. And those two albums are two of my favorite albums. Um, and I think I sat down and I was kind of like, what is Sufjan doing that I love? You know, I realized like he has these concept albums about his home. Like, that's really cool. I should make a concept album. So I like for a whole summer, I would I would kind of every day go searching for like a concept that I could make a concept album about. And every time I think of one, I'd write it down and hang it up on my wall. So by the end of the summer, I had a whole wall filled with pieces of paper with like different concepts and like topics about that concept. And then I got to a point where I was like, I should probably narrow this down to one. And I sat down with all the concepts and kind of realized they all pointed towards home. I think I have I have the file on my phone. I could look it up and tell you like the different concepts. Actually, I should I should pull it up because that would be really interesting yeah, to to it. talk about. So let me let me pull that up really fast. Okay, so I have it pulled up. And what's cool is that I actually took a picture of I like narrowed all of the concepts down onto little note cards and I lay them all out and I took pictures of them and sent them to Hein when we first started this project. So he had something to kind of pull from for the art that he was making. So this actually was like all of these concepts contributed in what Juniper Vale is like. Which so just cool. to just to fill in uh, listeners who maybe perhaps haven't checked out Juniper Vale, Juniper Vale is a is a concept album or a concept project yeah. that combines indie pop music with illustrations and animations. Banjo EDM. It's music. banjo EDM that combines <laughs> that style of music with illustrations, comic books, and stories. So there are two main characters, Sarah Jane, which is the illustrated version of you <laughs> and her giant pet turtle, Sinalala, and they adventure through a sci-fi world searching for home. Yeah. So that's what the project turned into, but that's fascinating. So you had all these note cards and Hein kind of helped develop the visual look of the project. Mm -hmm. So you sent him all those note cards. Would you feel comfortable reading some of the other options of what Juniper Vale could have been if you chose something different? Yeah, I mean, I think all of them really do like point point to home so um I think inevitably home would have been the focus but so I have um nostalgia was hmm. one of them um and I wrote down like the definition of that um a sentimental longing for the past desire to return to a former time to one's home or homeland that's in the dictionary I was taking Greek in school at the time, so I have, like, Greek written out of, like, the roots of words and how they all tie together. And nostalgia comes from nostos in the Greek, which means homecoming. Oh, wow. Isn't that awesome? Um, yeah, then I have, let's see, history. Like, how does where we come from play into our story, which also points back to home. Yeah, and then I also have conversation. Yeah, so I, I was talking about music. Like, music is communication between the musician and an audience. Like, it's a call and response. 
And this this also plays a huge part in Through Juniper Veil. I was thinking a lot about communion and community and being thankful and being in a relationship with God, how that is reflected in your community with others. So I also have conversation that we're in constant communication back and forth with God. Like our whole lives are a conversation with him, like our breath and our thoughts and our actions. I kind of came to the conclusion that living thankfully, like being in constant thanks for things, is living in constant prayer because being thankful is like a prayer. Like giving thanks for something to God is a prayer. So if you're constantly thankful, you're living in constant prayer, which is cool. I've actually never thought of that. That's beautiful. Yeah, well, I was at church once and someone said like something about living in constant prayer. And I was like, well, that doesn't make sense. Like, (laughs) what am I supposed to do? Just sit and like pray all day instead of going out and doing things. And so I think that was one of the things that sparked this like search for an answer because I was like how am I supposed to live in constant prayer and do stuff like (laughs) (laughs) oh that's brilliant yeah so then I I read a book by Ann Voskamp called A Thousand Gifts I think that's what it's called and she talks a lot about Thanksgiving and from reading her book I I kind of pulled that oh being constantly thankful is constantly prayerful which is awesome but that is a very interesting thing I think the, the definition of prayer. Mm. I've actually not thought about that a lot. Really? Because I think everyone's sort of s- standard definition of prayer mm-hmm. is is the sort of, you know, get down on your knees and, and you know, put your hands together mm-hmm. and that's how you pray. But that's very interesting that maybe prayer is more of an attitude. It's, it's more mm. of a, like gratitude. I think yeah. constant gratitude, you are being grateful, mm. you know. And I think that for me... I've never thought of that. Mm. That's beautiful. And being constantly thankful takes work. It's like you have to be intentional about it. And I think that's the part that makes it so special is like, I mean, I need reminded constantly of truths that I already know, but I so quickly forget them every single day. So I think being intentional about being constantly thankful takes work <laughs> it does <laughs> i feel you on that one girl because yeah. especially when i'm driving mm. um i also have another concept in here was being authentic and vulnerable i remember that i remember we went through a whole phase of vulnerability yeah and that was a very interesting that was a very interesting experience because mm-hmm. i do think I think what we landed on initially when we were exploring the concept of vulnerability mm-hmm. in writing and just, you know, initially being friends and, and also being friends with, with others and exploring our, our idea of relationships, I remember we realized that vulnerability is kind of a keystone to authentic relationships mm. and maybe truthfulness, authenticity is built on truthfulness, mm-hmm. you know, first being truthful with yourself and maybe being truthful than towards others because mm-hmm. you are truthful towards yourself. Yeah. So I remember that. And then we also started kind of defining when it's good to be authentic and when it's good to put up barriers or to be careful. Mm. Um, yeah, that's something I'm have, I'm learning like this year a lot about because um, I'm just a very nice person. Like my... You really are. <laughs> but sometimes it's to a fault. Like sometimes it gets me in trouble. I just want to 
make everyone happy. I just want to take care of everyone. I just want to, I'm constantly putting myself last. And now I'm learning that like, maybe that's not, by just being nice, isn't actually being kind. What do you mean by that? I don't know, because you can be, be nice by like, I don't know. I think being honest is being kind <laughs> and telling someone something that's not necessarily true, but makes them feel good is nice. Maybe. Wow. Okay. Maybe. I don't know. No, I think, I think that's a great distinction. We have talked a little bit about that before. And I think I agree with you that for me, I find myself sometimes saying things that are not true to make someone else feel good and to avoid an awkward situation. Mm. And then I convince myself, well, I'm being nice, mm. you know. And then when I think about it, and we've talked about this a lot, you know, then I see the consequences of that behavior and how that behavior sometimes leads to more awkward. Yeah, more chaos. More and, chaos because mm -hmm. you're building an entire relationship on an initial lie. Like if yeah. you're, if, I don't know, the best example is like if someone, this is the best example that <laughs> I've run into. Okay. Like in music, when people ask me if I've heard a song or heard of a band. I do this too. <laughs> <laughs> and, and, you know, in the music industry, you don't want to, you, you don't want to act like you don't know. Yeah. So you're like, oh yeah, oh yeah, that song by that band. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, oh yeah, yeah. Yeah, I totally heard it. Yeah, I totally heard it. And now all of a sudden, this person thinks that I know a song and a band that I've never listened to. And then they keep trying to you have a conversation about it. And yeah, and then the worst part is if you forget oh, and you don't yeah. actually go and listen to the song afterwards. And then the next time you see them and it gets brought up again. I actually have the opposite problem. Sometimes people will say like, have you heard this song or like, have you heard of this band or whatever? And I say no sometimes, even if I've heard it, just because I don't want to make them feel awkward if they're like... <laughs> That they're it's like horrible. Old news. Then I feel really bad. No, I mean I just like, like I don't know. I like people get so excited about things, so I don't want to like take the their take thunder. The, yeah, take the oomph out of what they're about to say by being like, yeah, I've heard it. Because if they're if they're gonna say something passionate about a band or a song that they really like, I don't know. It's it's dependent upon the moment. I do it. Mm. I don't do it all the time. Just yeah. sometimes. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, I'm like, sure. oh no, like tell me about it, and then they're you know then I. Share a good moment, but it's <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> no, I, I I feel it. I I find myself in that situation. I think that's a very human situation mm -hmm. to to find yourself in, mm -hmm. and I I do it too. You know, so I think especially as a musician and as an artist, what I'm learning about myself and about all the other artists I keep running into is we're all sort of maybe a little socially. We can be, at least I am socially. <laughs> <laughs> I'm socially awkward, right? I think every human is socially awkward. Yeah, that's true. So we develop these. Be kind sort of... to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> well, I sit and make music all day. I'm actually shocked at this podcast, like before I made it, how bad my speaking skills were. And this podcast, no. well, they weren't bad, but they used to be a lot better when I was in college talking to, you know, 100 people, all people the time. every day. Yeah. And then out of college, I would I would just find myself being in a state of creating music mm. and really interacting with very few people a day. And I was shocked at what an effect it had on my speaking abilities. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, a few episodes in and I, I felt good again about yeah. speaking to others and that kind of thing. You know that what we're talking about with like the being kind and being nice thing, I think it also has 
I think it also points back to being hospitable and like what the meaning of of being hospitable is because I think hospitality is so closely tied with the idea of home that I think I'm still a little confused about it all which is <laughs> when I first started this project I really thought I had it all figured out like I thought I knew everything about home because I had been thinking about it so much for like months and months and keeping journals and sticky notes all yeah, over remember. everything. And I remember the first song we did, to, the first few co-writes we did together, you brought in all these... big notebook with <laughs> all these notes and sticky oh, notes awesome. layered on so each other. I was oh, so impressed. I was so impressed. Yeah, I, I mean, what's funny is when I started this project, I was like, home, yeah, I know all about it. And then I graduated college and all of a sudden I was kind of hit with the reality and now I'm... I don't know. Then I went through this, like, I'm still in this season of, like, I literally know nothing. Oh. And everything I thought I knew has actually been put into question, which is kind of cool. So, I mean, it is a topic that I could sing about and talk about forever. It's so hard to figure out because it is such a core of who we are as humans. So where are you at right now with the idea of home? Well, to go back to the hospitality thing... I don't know. It's like, is it hospitable to make someone feel comfortable? I was thinking about like the being nice thing. If you like maybe tell a little white lie, I guess, to be honest, about things in order to make people feel comfortable or like stretch the truth or like not make certain things a big deal or I don't know. Is that being hospitable or is being straight up honest with someone and just like telling it straight and being a little bit rude, but like being honest, is that hospitable? Like which one's more hospitable, like being straight up and making people feel uncomfortable or doing whatever it takes to make someone feel comfortable? That's a place in my life I am right now is like, I really want to make people feel at home. What does that mean? Like, do I be nicer? Do I be kind? Do I mix them up are they really so black and white like i don't know i'm still confused <laughs> <laughs> you know what i don't think you're the only one i think i'm right there with you mm. i think i do find myself sometimes being overly nice when i actually know that i shouldn't be mm. so so i think it's it's a very interesting line to balance and i'm i'm with you i haven't figured it out i would be curious if anyone who's listening if you're up for it, we'd love he to hear your thoughts as well on this. Feel free to tweet us and, and direct message us on yeah. socials. Because we don't know. We <laughs> haven't figured it out yet. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> okay, but, but getting back to the music. Mm -hmm. So you had all these concepts and... Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, from authenticity to home to your relationship with God. And mm -hmm. then you landed on the idea of home, which I think was a really... Great concept to land on because we've done a number of co-writes around that concept always. Mm -hmm. And we never run out of material. Well, I think the thing is that even when we're not trying to write about home, it ends up being about home. <laughs> Which is convenient. <laughs> um, I guess maybe the question is, how much should we talk about home on this podcast and how much should we talk about juniper veil and and the music and everything else we because can do whatever you want the concept of home is something that i'm i haven't talked that much about 
other than conveying it through song. Yeah. And it's because I'm a little insecure about it because I don't know. (laughs) And I don't want to say, I don't want to like make a claim and then I guess, I don't know. Well, here's the thing. All you can do is make a claim of where you're at right now with it all. Mm. That's that's all that humans can do. They can yeah. say, this is where I'm at. These are the questions I still have. This is what I have found to be true for myself. Mm-hmm. So what what I would say is, I am I'm very curious to hear, because who else has been doing a pop project specifically about that question of what is the meaning of home mm. for three years? So I would I would love to kind of hear what you found, what mm. some truths you thought were true that are no longer true, what you know, and and how the music has played into that. And I think that your fans would love to hear about that <laughs> as well. Yeah. Um, okay. So I think from the start, I've really believed that the word love in the Greek language has multiple meanings. Like there's a different in the Greek language, there's a different word for love, for like a love between a brother or a love with someone you're in a relationship with or like love for a food or, you know, like there's multiple words for the same word. I think home is kind of the same way. Justin, yeah, it, it has so many different meanings and it can mean so many different things. And Recently, I just sat down and kind of focused in everything I think at this moment in, onto this small little piece of paper. <laughs> I would love to hear um, what do you think. Yeah, so I have what is home. I think home is something that feels familiar, something you can trust. Home is community, a connection with other people. Um, home is belonging, feeling seen and heard and valued. Home is commonality. So it's feeling like you're accepted, whether that's by others or by yourself. Home is being comfortable and being safe. It's also, I think home also is tied to feeling like there's closure with hmm. something. Like in music, we talk about it's cool because in music we also use the word home you bring i don't know when you're playing something on the piano and you're causing a lot of dissonance which is like notes that don't necessarily sound good together um so they make you feel kind of bad like tension yeah. yeah when you when you resolve that you like if you bring it like to the one to like the main chord of the progression, it, it causes a resolve. And in music, they call that bringing it home wow. to the resolve, which is cool. So I think resolve is like peace. So home is tied to peace, redemption, like something feeling tense or stressful, but turning out to be okay or turning out to be redeemed or, you know. I think home is linked to identity our identity is defined by our home. Wow. So what, what exactly do you mean? Where, where would you put place your identity in? Well, I, I mean, for me, I find such pride in where I'm from. And I know that who I am is because of the place that I grew up in, my family, the school I went to growing up, like... Everything in my story has contributed to my identity. That poses another question like, okay, 
one of the questions I do have about home is like, okay, so if everything in my life up till now has contributed to my identity, that doesn't mean necessarily everything in my life is home, right? Mm-hmm. But the places where I've where I've like found refuge or the places where I've leaned into the most or like learned the most or been the most vulnerable or, you know, had those sparks of inspiration or whatever. I think those are like glimpses of home. But then it's like, okay, if you have a glimpse of inspiration in this moment that felt so good to you and later down the line you realize that it was actually not good, that it was like actually more hurtful than good, even though in the moment it felt like it was a good thing, later down the line you realize like, that was actually a horrible thing and I don't want to claim that as home, then what do you do? Like if you think something is so much of home in the moment and then later on it turns out that to be a lie, like the complete opposite, what does that say about home? Like <laughs> how, then how do you trust home? Mm. You know, if you're like, no, it really felt like home, but it like absolutely wasn't. You know, I don't know. Just big questions like that that I can't answer. Like, I really don't know. <laughs> that's that's a great point. I think for me as well, when you, when you first started reading mm-hmm. this list and you said, okay, home is the familiar. It's a place you can trust. Mm. I think what I immediately thought when you said that was, well, some of the things that are familiar in my life mm-hmm. are not necessarily things that are good or, or are things that I see as... Just because they're familiar doesn't mean that they're good. They're good. Mm. So that's that's fascinating. Maybe from what you're saying, one thought I had is maybe it is the idea of home also seems like uh, the end of a destination. Like a destination to a journey. Like f- from a journey. Yeah. yeah, because when you talked about music especially, mm. and you said you're on this musical journey yeah. and then you end the song on the root chord, mm-hmm. which is home, you know, which is the 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 first chord in the in the key yeah that's the finale the final mm-hmm. landing point for that song and if you don't do that then people feel unresolved when they listen to the song mm-hmm. so i'm curious what your thoughts are on home being a destination or maybe a a destination we're heading to something that never is perfect but mm. perhaps is more something you're striving for that never that you never fully achieve yeah oh yeah i mean This is what I'm talking about, like, of home having so many different meanings because I think home can lead to home. So you experience glimpses of home on the journey. Oh, my gosh. Siri is thinking I'm asking her a question. Here's what I found on the web for its glimpses of home on the journey. (laughs) (laughs) What do you think, Siri? (laughs) Guys, I'd like to welcome Siri into this podcast now. Nope, I kicked her out. (laughs) (laughs) That's funny. Um, uh, No, I'm glad you brought that up because, yeah, when I was in college, I was taking a lot of Bible classes and religion classes and um, like biblical ethics classes. And I had to read a lot of books about theology, which I had never really dug into before then um, on a deep level. And one of the books that I was reading was talking about I don't know. I'm not going to go into like the super deep theology, but if um, if anyone wants to dig into it, it's actually very interesting and uh, it completely changed the way I think about life. Um, uh, but I don't remember the name of the book. 
<laughs> Isn't that funny? But anyways, a book, and it talked about heaven isn't actually a place like in the sky. This is what this book said. Heaven's not a place in the sky. It's actually here on earth. It's just another dimension. And in the church, when we take communion, that is a moment when heaven and earth intersect, like those dimensions. So to me, when I read that, I was like, whoa, that's cool. So that means when, whenever we're in communion, that is the closest we can be to heaven. Then I started thinking like and reading books about communion and communion in the Greek is a word eucharisteo or eucharist, right? Eucharist. Eucharisteo in Greek means thanks, like thanksgiving, giving thanks. So I was like, whoa. So that means every time we give thanks, we are living in communion, communion. which means we're, we're touching heaven at that point. Yeah. Wow. Which means if you're living constantly thankful, you're in constant prayer and you're in constant intersection intersection of heaven and earth. So then I was thinking like, okay, I think in my own life, I've absolutely experienced communion at a concert or, or dancing with someone or laughing with my friends or eating cookie dough on the floor in the kitchen like with my friends like giggling and laughing and so I think the intersection of heaven and earth can happen whenever we are in those moments of like community coming together and like being thankful and like I don't know yeah so this whole Juniper Vale project kind of came out of that because I was like I really want to work with a community of people to make something really cool and combine all of our different talents into one whole yeah and i also this is the end of the first half of sounds about music if you want to hear the full episode go to vianisaac.com slash sounds about music and join the album number two club until next week goodbye